but it's a very good afternoon to Mick Floyd. G'day, Mick. Good afternoon, Trent. Good afternoon, Troy. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure to join you. Yeah, busy time for you this week, no doubt. It certainly is, and uh, it's a lot of fun, though. It's, a, it's the best time of the year. It is the world's greatest grain race, of course, on uh, Friday night. And um, when you've got fields like this, not just in the cup itself, but the entire support card, it is uh, it is busy, but it is a lot of fun. Yeah, tell us, Mick, uh, it's Troy Onico I should start with, uh, and thanks for coming on, mate. But tell us what the, the week's pleasure. like for you. Obviously, no crowds on course. Uh, it must be a very different feel this year. Yeah, it is. Uh, usually with a, with a big race like this um, and the weather we're having, it's uh, full steam ahead and there's marquees and um, bands and all sorts of entertainment on the night that's being rolled in. But um, no, in 2020, it's obviously a very different world. And um, fortunately, we'll have some owners on course, but uh, it's close to public. But um, it does make for a very different build-up. Um, but there's still plenty of great stories to be told and, uh, and the racing has been first class. Uh, and that has been one consistent for the last well, several months now. The quality of the racing at the moment is as good as it's ever been. And obviously, got, sorry, oh, sorry, I was going to say, obviously we've got the Melbourne Cup, we've got the Bowl Trees, both Group 1s, and there's also a fantastic support program as well where we're going to see McCauley's lad, uh, his brother, his brother, brother's uh, bearing, I think it is as well, in the, in the same race bearing, yeah. as well. Yeah. So uh, it's an incredible card of racing and it should be a fantastic night to, uh, if, if obviously not being able to be at the track, to, to sit in front of the TV and watch this meeting because there's going to be action aplenty, isn't it? Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, this is a hard course. But, well, not Melbourne Cup itself is a um, the, the race itself is one you can really carry along. But um, but we've built it over the last couple of years to create a, a night of racing where it's just feature packed or packed with feature races and um, high quality greyhound racing without. And um, look, since we've made that move a few years ago, I think this is well, this has been the best uh, outcome we've had. Uh, the quality racing you mentioned that Super Grace final with those greyhounds in there, the provincial plate. There's some really good up and comers there. We're going to see some really good. I just ask you to hold there, Mick. Let's go to Bendigo. Back with Mick shortly. By two. Oyabalsh in second spot on the rail. Out wide was Eagles Rest. Queen Lisa in behind them. About five away to Cracker Jack Jaws. And back with it was Skeptic. They're backed up heading up towards the turn. And the leader is Key Effort. Kicked away by two. And Key Effort will score. Second place into Queen Lisa. Third was Oyabal. Uh, Skeptic's got up, I think, to run fourth. Pretty good effort after missing the kick. And well back then was Cracker Jack Jaws and Eagles Rest. Time was 24-17. One four two for first favourite home of Bendigo. Key effort for Jordan Formosa in around twenty four seventeen or thereabouts. One four two, and I think three uh, gets up four fourth. Uh, sorry, Mick, you were saying just before we had to cross to Bendigo there. Yeah, some of the up-and-coming talent we've seen uh, in this card is going to be outstanding. The maiden final is a cracker. There's going to be some genuine stars come through there. And some of those support races in the quaddy leagues that John Dillon and the Cup Knights spent on any other night uh, would be pumping those up because uh, they are absolutely outstanding. That John Dillon is as good a middle-distance race as we'll see well, this year or any other year in the Cup Knights sprints uh, and other Cup worthy fields. So it is an outstanding night of racing from top to bottom. Uh, Mick, as you know, from um, years gone by, I've been a massive Tornado Tears supporter. I've dropped off him a little bit, but uh, he's still, I've still got a, a little soft spot, a soft spot for him, but I'm really big on Houdini Boy now. I just love watching this dog go around. Isn't he great? He's a great greyhound to watch. I'm much the same. I wrote an article on him very early in his career, and um, 
the racing style, for anyone who hasn't seen him race, he's just got no box speed at all. Mm. Cal Green is his trainer. Um, he said several times that this dog, he's never had one like him to have such poor box manners, but the field sense he has, the strength he has in that run home is just amazing. And in the bold pre-seat last week, he sat, it was only his second start over the 700, his first in about two months. He flipped the script. He went basically straight to the front and uh, was too good at the end. So um, he's a fierce chaser. He's, uh, he's a fantastic dog to watch. And um, look, you never really want to be drawn box six, but uh, I don't think that's going to matter too much for him on, on Friday night. Uh, Mick, we've got about four minutes till the Meadows comes up. So let's, while we're talking about the bold trees, let's, let's run through that race quickly because I think it's important we, uh, we discuss a couple of these runners. I was saying the other day that there's a, there's a number of greyhounds in this race which you could make a case for based on the fact that they're either having their first run over 700 last week or having their first run over 700 in a little while. Uh, and there could be natural progression from that to go into this field uh, on Friday night. But the same thing can be said about Houdini Boy. Uh, a limited preparation, a brilliant run over the 600 where he smashed the clock and then stepped up to the 700. It's, it does look Houdini's Boy's race if he can find a clean running in this at some point. But uh, is there another greyhound in this race that you're keen on at all? Yeah, there's two there that I, I think will um, represent pretty good value. Sweet as M's a really interesting runner. Um, she was stepped up over 700 a little while ago and um, for various reasons dropped back to the sprint. I understand she's actually heading towards the Melbourne Cup before uh, Brennan Purcell changed course and uh, went towards the Bold Trees. And, look, she was really good last week. She, uh, like Houdini Boy, basically went straight to the front and uh, ended up running the fastest heat time, 41.54. Um, she's one I think uh, will be a very good stay over a period of time. And the other greyhound I like is the two greyhounds. In fact, uh, he shall power is an outstanding greyhound, particularly at Sandown Park. He really is a, a different dog here. And Blazing Cartier is in the same boat. Her track record, her record at the track rather, is absolutely outstanding. I think it's about a sixth Group One final, so um, there's no questioning her class. She probably just isn't quite as fast as the others, but uh, you know she's going to be thereabouts, and you, you've almost got to lock her in for a trifecta chance. And, and if we go back just probably even a month or so ago, Sunset Bursky probably would have been one of the favourites going into a race like this. It's just on recent couple yeah. of runs hasn't probably been at its best. Uh, so you add that greyhound in, Sir Truculent, the Adelaide star, who does normally have a racing pattern of dropping out and charging home in Adelaide. And then Manila Knight, the greyhound who broke the Shepparton track record, had his first run here on Friday over the 700. Uh, there was some thoughts that maybe the late night sitting in the kennels until race 11 may have just taken a little bit of a toll and coming to an earlier race, he did lead that heat. If he were to lead in this race as well, could he find a bit extra and, and manage to hang on? Yeah, it could well do. It's, it's interesting to stay as a school of thought, and I, I, I subscribe to, to a degree that, that second up syndrome after that um, uh, that first big 700 run. It takes him a little bit longer to recover, so it'll be interesting to see how he does pull up uh, from that heat last week. But look, there's no questioning he has an enormous upside, and um, you've only got to look at his, his form leading in. as a real good run at Warrigal before that track record at Shepparton. So if he gets through that run okay, um, you know, he's got good early speed, and I think he'll get a clear enough run from out wide. So, um, yeah, it'll be... Um, I don't have him on top myself, but uh, I wouldn't surprise that all the same go very well Friday. Now, I'm going to put you on the spot, Mick. We are going to ask you if you can hold on in a moment. We're going to cross to the Meadows and we'll quickly give a run through on who we like in that race. But I am going to put you on the spot quickly. Who is your tip for the Group 1 Bold Trees on Friday night? 
Um, uh, who's any boy? He's hard to go past. If he if he jumps like he does last week, he'll be in a position that uh, will show his his real strength, and I think he'll be winning. Um, if he does miss it, then I think he's still good enough to pick his way through the field and uh, and be thereabouts. If you think back to his 700 at the Meadows back in September, um, he found a world of travel and still going to a, a length behind what I see. So, um, look, I've got him clearly on top. He's probably a little bit short from mine. He's looking at a bit more value. We'll go sweet as in, but uh, I've got him any boy on top. Uh, thanks. I might just ask you to hang on two seconds. We're just going to run through this Meadows race coming up in 40 seconds. Uh, we'll just do the race and we'll come back to you, Mick, and talk about the Melbourne Cup, which I'm very, very keen to discuss. Yeah, just wait there, Mick. Sit tight for us. Race nine at the Meadows coming up there on the way to the boxes. Aston Chandra, uh, the check here, the favourite at 223. Prince of Idol, 310. One Maximilian at $3.30. Punters have narrowed it down to three, Troy. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to run through. I was really keen on the eight here, Argyle Audrey, until it was crashed. It's actually changed my whole map, map here of how I plan the race to pan out. There's two greyhounds that I really want to talk about. The first is Aston Chandra, which is a favourite. Hit the line nicely at Geelong last start over the 460 scoring in 2606. If it can do that again and, and, you know, obviously avoid any early bother here, I think it puts itself into the race, but it is a big step up, 460 to 600. The greyhound I'm really keen on here to have a bit of each way is the four, also Rant. 47 kilo dog and he needs room to wind up, but the vacant box in the small field I think can really suit him here and I think he's got to be kept safe. I'm going to go with the four, awesome Rant. I think he's great value at 16 and 420 and I think uh, he could, if he can get a bit of room, he could sneakily run into this race very nicely. So let's cross over now to the Meadows and see how it unfolds. Here we go. So 210 Aston Chandra, the green light set to go now, race nine. Away in racing, and Aston Chandra began quickly, straight out to grab the lead over Maximilian, who made a beeline to the outside, but he holds second, only seven lengths off the lead. Then Prince of Idol starting to make up some ground. They're followed by also around Italia Bella, and last of all, Parumba Bharti. They go down the back, the leader Aston Chandra led it by seven lengths to Maximilian and then Prince Idol, they're followed by also Rant. The rest the long way back, Italia Bella, but Aston Chandra's gone hard and fast, five to Maximilian. He's trying to close in, but Aston Chandra's going to run them ragged. That was a smart win. Aston Chandra by five to Maximilian, third Prince of Idol. A break of about six, also Rant probably just holding on ahead of Barumba Barty and Italia Bella. The run 34-83 the favourite bolting in. Another number two dog wins at the Meadows. Aston Chandra for Dennis Truen at about $1.91. One Maximilian, Prince of Idol, number three, third, two, one, three. Uh, the numbers, photo for fourth. Uh, we'll get that number two. The run there is about 34.83213. And a photo for fourth, race nine at the Meadows. Mick, let's, uh, before we let you go, mate, get your thoughts on the Melbourne Cup. It's an absolute pearler once again. And Simon told Helen all the rage after coming up with box two. No surprise at all that uh, that he is the favourite. It was interesting um, looking at some of the, the uh, investments going into the series. It was a very even race, uh, or very even considering Simon told Helen CV. He's won four Group Ones, and um, look, he's been the best greyhound in the country for, for at least 12 months now. He won the Cup Nine Sprint on this meeting 12 months ago. Ran a faster time than the Cup winner, and basically since then he swept all before him. Uh, Two dollars fifty does look a pretty good price, especially after that box draw. But look, this final is as good as we've seen in recent years. The only Cup final that I can find that is as arguably stronger as the 2015 edition with uh, Fernando Bale and Diamond Double One. But uh, between the eight finals on Friday night, they've won two and a quarter million, million dollars in prize money in around 19 group races. So uh, the quality is absolutely outstanding. And uh, look, every one of these greyhounds comes in with a chance. Um, it will come down a lot to just how they time that start. It's going to be a frantic rush that first turn. And uh, one thing you know with someone told Helen is it'll be charging through in that first turn. 
How do you uh, how do you see this race panning out, Nick? How do you think it's going to figure going to that first bend? Yeah, we were going to speak last week. Uh, seven of the eight runners ran between five oh four and five oh eight, which is um, which may indicate a bit of a squeeze at the first turn. But there's a way they got there uh, that will separate them a little bit. Someone told Helen out of the boxes isn't always brilliant in those first couple of strides, but he does master and his acceleration is. There's no other dog in the country like that. His middle section is just extraordinary. But uh, grounds like Shimmer Shine, we've seen him go 4.93 to that first mark. And if he can repeat that, he'll lead this race and be very hard to beat. Tiglong Tonk, I think, is the one that might just slip under the guard a little bit. He's racing as well as any greyhound in the country at the moment. Of course, he ran the uh, race record in the shootout two starts ago. He's the fastest qualifier out of the heat last week. He went 5.03 and 5.04 in those two runs. And with Shimmer Shine on his inside, I think he'll get a clear enough run. He holds his line. And if he can do that, I wouldn't be at all surprised to see him sneak around, but if you've got a greyhound like Tommy Shelby sitting in just behind them, or even a, uh, a Tough Tears, or possibly a Hardstyle Rico, you know they're going to be really strong at the end as well, so um, it's all going to matter in that, not even the first split, not even the first turn, it's going to be the first couple of strides that will dictate uh, how the how number of these chances will pan out. Mick, always a pleasure catching up, mate. Uh, go well on Friday night, but best of luck to you and the club. Thanks for your support, it's, uh, it's going to be a cracking night, and uh, yeah, really looking forward to what is an outstanding night of greyhound racing.